0: Guys, ghouls and ghosts, welcome to another episode of the Guns and Core Podcast. I'm your host, always, Colin McAllister, joined today by my co-host, Molly, um, with a- another horror gory film review. Um, I thought it'd be kind of, uh, first of all, how are you doing today, Molly? <laughs> Throwing it back. I feel like I have to introduce you somehow. You like,
1: don't, though. You don't.
0: Like... Cause some people like I don't want you to just like not talk until like well, however many minutes in. I want to give you a chance, a chance. I can't talk.
1: Well, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you.
0: <laughs> the coffee is again worked worked against me. Um, no, but um, I I thought this movie would be a good one to 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 do. Wow, to do today um, <laughs> because uh, you know for I guess it's kind of melting now. But at the time we watched it, we were in the middle of this. You know, treacherous so- snowstorm, so many feet of snow, <laughs> I'm fucking failing.
1: Bro. We weren't in the middle of a snowstorm. <laughs> not in,
0: okay, at the tail end of one. We've had a There significant... was no
1: snow. Okay, it there was- It not snowed for like two weeks.
0: Okay, fine. There wa- There was snow on the ground. There was a large <laughs> amount of snow on the ground that was impeding driving, it it made you feel impeding. isolated. No it's just regular Shut stuff. the fuck up. <laughs> this is my intro, okay? <laughs> um, you know, and this is this is also a film that <laughs> Oh my god, this is gonna be an interesting one. Uh this is a film that has um caused a lot of contention between Molly and I. Um, something that we both heavily disagree on the quality of Um, so it might get heated who knows this might be a heated episode everybody Uh, uh, unlike the conditions of the film which we are reviewing today which is Stanley Kubrick's The Shining from 1980 (laughs) this film follows Jack Torrance his wife Wendy and their son Danny as they move to the isolated Overlook Hotel for the winter Jack, the new caretaker, succumbs to the hotel's malevolent forces, unlocking his violent tendencies. As supernatural occurrences intensify, Danny's psychic abilities, known as The Shining, reveal disturbing visions. The family's descent into madness accumulates in a chilling and iconic climax, exploring themes of isolation, madness, and their hotel's dark history. No, Nichols... Fuck! God damn it! I was so fucking close! Jesus Nicholson's unforgettable performance and Kubrick's masterful direction contribute to this classic horror film you know what the problem was I was like sitting here focusing on it and like just congratulating myself I'm like wow I'm fucking nailing this and then the name of my favorite all-time actor just for some reason I just couldn't fucking do it I was just turning I was just
1: why are we, why are we doing this today <laughs> 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 that was so aggressive <laughs> You were just reading normally and then you're like, "Ah!" <laughs> like someone someone's going to be like driving. No, if anybody listens to this, they'll it'll be when they're driving and Yeah, right. nice and relaxed and then you'll just scream and they'll be like, "Oh my god." And then you'll well, cause an accident.
0: <laughs> I cause a lot of accidents probably. Really. An accident. I'm I'm, I'm, I'm... <laughs> anyways um directed and produced by Stanley Kubrick written by Stanley Kubrick and Diane Johnson based on The Shining by Stephen King um starring Jack Nicholson Shelley Duvall Scatman Crothers and Danny Lloyd uh, cinematography by John Alcott edited by Ray Lovejoy music by Wendy Carlos and Rachel Elkind production companies the producer circle company uh Para, paradrine. Peregrine. Pa- Peregrine <laughs> Productions. <laughs> Excuse me. And Hawkfield. Wow. The coffee. Uh, distributed by Warner Brothers, Columbia EMI, Columbia slash EMI slash Warner Distributors. I, I assume that's just, I oh, that's kind of weird. It's
1: just Warner Brothers
0: i would think so but it yeah it probably was columbia at one point and then switched around i don't know um made on a budget of 19 million dollars with a gross return of 47.3 million dollars which you know i found really kind of disappointing honestly like I, I you know it's still profit they still generate money but um i mean for one of the films that i consider one of Kubrick's best um i think it's kind of a sad well, gross return on that
1: almost like it's kind of not that great of a movie
0: well we'll get into that um <laughs> <laughs> Molly, what was the first time that you watched this film?
1: I wasn't. I, I don't. Know. I couldn't have been that old. Maybe like early, early teenager. Ish. It was. It, I remember it was on TV because there was a lot of scenes that were cut. Yeah, yeah. So
0: the the sexual stuff.
1: Yeah.
0: So when did you see the full version then? And did it change your experience at all
1: probably watched it again with you
0: oh really <laughs> Yeah. so you've only watched this like a couple times handful probably, of times three times now. wow I've probably watched it like at least a hundred so this is I, the first time I watched this is the first horror movie that I ever watched it has a very special place in my heart um I it, in my mind one of my top ten favorite films of all time like just a pure classic um, I remember watching, like, and I grew up in a really strict household um, where, you know, we were heavily censored on the content we were able to watch. So it was, I don't really understand to this day why they thought that would be a good idea for me to watch it. I got the VCR. I remember getting the VCR from, I think it was Mr. Movie at the time in our small town and sitting in the basement watching it. Um, and it, this, the, the scene with the lady in the bathtub was even in there. So I was like 12, 13. For the first time watching this, and I remember that and that entire experience just left me fucking like just it it was just a mind fuck for me. It was probably like one of the first mind fucks of a movie I ever really watched. So like I said, this movie has really <laughs> a really special place in my heart.
1: <laughs> I remember watching it for the first time and being like, This is kind of stupid. Like, I remember saying, like, my dad and having, and I having like, an actual conversation about how stupid, like, I was just, like, because this it, it part with Wendy, I was just, like, she look, she doesn't look that scared. Like, she doesn't look, what is happening? What is she doing? Just, like, running around waving a knife. And I was just, like, this is not good. Hmm.
0: Yeah, well, um, I do know that that was kind of one of the criticisms that Stephen King had, which like um she wasn't really portrayed the same way that she was in the book. Yeah, she kind of was kind of more kind of more that <laughs> archetype. Yeah, of like kind of just the the scared woman, right? Yeah. Um, but anyways, so some of the fun facts: Molly's gonna hate me. Um, production took place almost exclusively at EMI <laughs> Street Studios. With sets based on real locations, Kubrick often worked with a small crew, which allowed him to do many takes. Sometimes, at the, to the exhaustion of the actors and staff. The new Steadicam mount. So this was actually the first time that a Steadicam was introduced ever in film. Was this was this movie? Wow. <laughs> Uh, this was used to shoot several scenes, giving the film an innovative and immersive look and feel. Um, in the European the- theatrical release, they cut 27 minutes, including all the scenes involving the doctor and the snowcat shop owner, but the credits remain unchanged. I thought that was just kind of weird that they, like, they, depending on the country that this movie was released in, it was cut for various reasons. I don't really know why. Um, <clears throat> Kubrick, disappointed with his previous film, Barry Lyndon's last, Lack of Success, realized he needed to make a film that would be commercially viable as well as artistically fulfilling. Stephen King was told that Kubrick had had his staff bring him a stack of horror books excuse me, as he planned himself in his office to read them all. Kubrick's secretary heard the sound of each book hitting the wall as the director flung it into the reject pile after reading the first few pages. Finally, one day, the secretary noticed it had been a while since she had heard the thought of another writer's work biting the dust. She walked in to check on her boss and found Kubrick deeply, deeply engrossed in reading a copy of the manuscript of The Shining. Nicholson was Kubrick's first choice for the role of Jack Torrance. uh, Other actors considered included Robert De Niro, um, who said the film gave him him nightmares for a month. Um, Robin Williams and Harrison Ford, all, all of whom met with Stephen King's disapproval. King, for his part, disavowed Nicholson because he thought that since his part in one flew over the cuckoo's nest, the viewer would tend to consider him an unstable individual from the beginning. Which I actually kind of like that about this film. I kind of like that he like f- like you just know that Jack Nicholson's going to do some fucking crazy shit, and that's kind that kind of adds to the element of suspense and creepiness throughout that whole film. The anticipation of the horror. Um, in his search to find the right actor to play Danny, Kubrick set a husband and wife team, Leon and Kirstie Vitali. Chicago, Denver, and Cincinnati to create an interview pool of 5,000 boys over a six-month period. During the filming, the young actor-selected Danny Lloyd was protected in a special way by Kubrick. The boy believed at all times that he was shooting a drama, not a horror movie. So I kind of appreciated that, that they kept that in mind. Um, could they have done the same to Shelley Duvall? Maybe. But <laughs> um, Throughout the filming, Kubrick pushed Duvall hard. It is said that the scene in which, armed with a baseball bat, she walks backward up the stairs before the attack of her husband, one of the most reshot scenes in all of cinema, she was not representing a terrified woman. Shelley was literally terrified. According to the Guinness Book of World Records, Kubrick demanded the shot be repeated 127 times. <laughs> Shelley Duvall. Frequently argued with him on set about lines in the script and her acting techniques. She eventually eventually became so overwhelmed by the stress of her role that she became physically ill for months. At one point, she even had so much stress that her hair began to fall out. Um, apparently, they rehearsed the bar scene um, where Jack is uh, drinking with the ghost. Um,
1: the scene at the bar. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> For six weeks. The only scene at <laughs> I'm trying to make this excruciatingly long uh, behind the scenes even longer, Molly. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> um, where the fuck was? Oh yeah, and. They rehearsed, rehearsed that scene for six weeks, and then that shoot day lasted from 9 a.m. to 10.30 p.m., with Terkel recalling that his clothes were soaked in perspiration by the end of the day's shoot. To enable him to shoot the scenes in loose chronological order, uh, Kubrick used several stages at EMI Elstree Studios in order to make all the sets available during the complete duration of production. The set for the Overlook Hotel was at the time the largest ever built at Elstree, including a life-size recreation of the exterior of the hotel so i mean i think this kind of and i'll get into this in the good but like this kind of really adds to the dreamlike elements of the film how it was all constructed on a set like when they're outside in the maze that is like an indoor set which is kind of i don't know it just kind of adds to that i think um the shining had been very prolonged and uh, had been a very prolonged and arduous a-r-d-u-o-u-s is that right um (laughs) production period often with very long work days principal photography took over a year to complete due to kubrick's highly methodical nature so like a film usually shoots about one to three months generally one to three maybe four months um so to go about for a year that really shows kubrick's um you know level of insanity perfection and all that um the the last one the shooting script was being changed constantly sometimes several times a day adding more stress nicholson eventually became so frustrated with the ever-changing script that he would throw away the copies that the production team had given had given him to memorize knowing that it was going to change anyways so um based on all that you know an insane level of perfection and work that went into this production Um, i think in my opinion just adds to how great this film is He may disagree
1: it just shows that he's a dick <laughs> and that he thinks he's better than he is
0: well you know most artistic geniuses are dicks but uh, the the uh, quality no. of their work outshines that in my opinion
1: mm, well not this time
0: <laughs> do you like any of kubrick's films well really you only like full metal jacket
1: not really it's not the one time
0: Guys, we're looking for a new... Co- <laughs> no, I'm kidding. No, this is what I like. This is what I like about the ba- balance is that we can disagree. Um, Molly, what was the death toll for this film? Two. Two?
1: Two on screen, five off screen, so maybe seven.
0: Okay. What were the deaths on screen? Uh, And what was your
1: favorite? Jack Nicholson's death at the end. Oh, Freezing. Duh. duh. And yeah, it's Captain Carlers. Yeah. And yeah, Dick Halloran getting axed in the stomach. By the chest.
0: Wait, Hallor Dick Halloran. You mean scabbing oh oh that yeah, that's scat- that's the character scabbing yeah place. Duh, okay. Um which one of those did you like better, would you say? I
1: don't know. I guess the axe.
0: because yeah, it's like well,
1: that, I remember that part kind of freaked me out when i was a kid because i just read where the red fern grows
0: that's right
2: (laughs) or like
1: not just but that was a pretty prominent scene that like stuck with me for a long time from that book so (laughs) brought me back but
0: yeah no it's creepy i i always (coughs) preferred uh, I think Jack Nicholson's death honestly that shot of him being frozen is, yeah. and that whole scene is just so eerie. I mean, that was yeah, something that I really mean, stuck think, with me. I
1: think they're both good.
0: Yeah, both very effective. Yeah. Um, okay, the best part of the podcast.
1: I'm gonna go first.
0: Well, yeah, that's that's the deal, right?
1: Because this, I'm gonna keep it real short.
0: Yeah. Okay. The good, the bad. I'm not even gonna try to get her to say it. The gory. <laughs>
1: thank you. Um, the good. Yeah. Jack Nicholson's a very good actor.
0: Yes, thank you.
1: Um, I do think the set was nice. <laughs> the death... <laughs> The deaths were pretty good The two on screen. Um, yeah, I don't know. Jack Nicholson's just really good at being crazy. And the elevator scene with all the blood, because for a long time that was like the most blood used for something, like oh, for a really? shot or something for a while, but then oh, it changed. I know that. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that shot always fucked me too. I mean, it, I, honestly, it really kind of amps up the blood. Like, what gives us gives us us at the end. But it, in my mind, it really amped up the gore score. You know, despite the scenes where there isn't really necessarily that much blood, mm-hmm. I feel like that whole sequence just kind of makes up for it in a way. Like it was very innovative. It was was that in the book? Do you remember? No, I didn't think so. Well, and that, that was kind of, that was a big, and we'll get to this in a bit. That was a big contention with a lot of people, including Stephen King. The differences in, differences in this film versus the book. Um, but that's all you had for the good. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's unfortunate, but that's okay. <laughs> that's why we're here.
1: So should I just put my mic down <laughs> for a while?
0: No, I don't have like I don't have near as many as I did with the. Um, behind-the-scenes stuff. Um, some of my, the things I really liked about this film, um, I thought it had beautiful opening shots. Um, going, you know, the helicopter shots going through the lake, like, um, you know, it really has that glass-like image, and you know, I think it just really adds to that um, the ambience and the dreamlike state of the film that's continuous throughout. Um, I thought the film maintained, uh, you know the atmospheric and unselling nature like it just was from beginning to end it just was solid um i feel like every shot every moment is just kind of has some kind of tenseness to it like it's out of place and that's kind of a common thing with kubrick films in general (laughs) thank you that's kind of a common thing with kubrick films in general is like the dialogue is all almost a little off and like the pacing is almost like a little off, but it's like, it's intentional. It's just his style. It's almost kind of like the, um, the director of the dog tooth movie. Like he just has like an intentionally, odd uh, style when it comes to those things. Um, so I appreciate that. Um, like you said, I think Jack Nicholson is phenomenal. Uh, one of my personal favorite actors are actually probably like my favorite uh, of all time. um, he is intentionally robotic or crazy when needed like you know in the beginning he's like he's you can tell he's like being robotic because deep inside he's a really troubled person who's just trying to put on a front for the people who are trying to hire him for this position i think he did a very good job emulating that um i thought danny was fantastic as a child actor i thought he did a really good job um it's really unfortunate that he actually ended i think he did like one more film and they ended up quitting acting which is unfortunate but you know so good for him (laughs) <laughs> but, you know, some people just do that, you know. Some people are, um, you know, they get... When they're young, they don't want to do it anymore, and that's that's totally mm-hmm. fine.
1: Well, when they're young, their parents make them do it.
0: Yeah, and that's a very... Because
1: their parents want their kids to be something.
0: Yeah, yeah, that is a that is a very kind of nefarious aspect of Hollywood films, for sure.
1: It's like uh, child pageants.
0: I don't know if it's quite the same as I child pageants. 100% is. I think there's a... <laughs> I think there's a difference anyway (laughs) um i thought it was dreamlike throughout like i said um it really just kind of had that ambience you you like like i said the designing of the sets and everything like it really added to that element i really appreciated that um i just thought that a lot of foresight um so possibly in my opinion probably some of the best camera work in horror history if not cinema history in general Um, you know the invention of the Steadicam. Um, you know purely. I mean, it was really for this. What
1: do you mean, the invention of? This
0: this was the the first film that they used this that they used Steadicam for.
1: They used it. That doesn't mean they invented it for this film.
0: Maybe not. I thought. I thought I had heard that it was invented for the film.
1: Well, if it was invented for the film, that would have been in your fun facts.
0: Okay, but it wasn't. Maybe you're right. You're probably. I'm always right. <laughs> I thought the I thought the shot with the head, hedge maze where he's kinda he's in the lobby bouncing a ball around and then he looks down at the that
1: was cool, yeah. You're the right. hedge
0: maze model and then does a top down shot of Shelly and Danny walking around. And you know, it's really interesting to think about if that was truly made in a studio. Like I mean it was. I mean it it, it truly being made in a studio, how high up they had to get to make that shot or maybe these amorphic lenses or whatever. Um, But like just the, the continuity between like the interior, the model that Jack was looking at. And I thought they just blended that together really well. Um, And like I said before, I thought the end scene is just extremely haunting and intense um, chasing Danny through the maze. And, you know, I, and you're going to disagree with me on this maybe, but I think it's far superior ending to the book. Um, it's just creepier. It is more unsettling. Um, it really speaks more to, like, just the, um, like, it, like, one of the other things I read is, like, Kubrick really wanted to just, like, create a movie about, like, the pure evil of humanity, like, the pure evil nature of humanity. You know, there's there's a lot of speculation in the film that they, um, you know like little things in the film and kind of the theme in general there's a lot of allusions like you know how americans treat the natives like there's a lot of correlation in that like that really just was like a like a central part of the film um i assume you haven't read uh, or watched the documentary 237 no room 237 there's a documentary they made and um, I won't talk too much about this, but there's a documentary where they made where they went through like all of the fan fan theories and all the ways that this film was like just like unconventional. Like like if you look at um like how, how the hotel's laid out from the exterior shots, um, and then you look at like they've like done a map. They've been able to map out the interior scenes of the hotel, they don't match up. Um, also kind of adding to that dreamlike effect in my opinion.
1: Or is it just poor planning?
0: It could be. So. It could be. You know, and that's, that's kind That's of the
1: thing. That's the thing that I fucking hate is mm-hmm. that people because he is a like famous director people are like oh no definitely did this on purpose it's not because he honestly is a fucking person and can make mistakes no 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 he intentional like not everything is something like that i he just fucking sucks
0: no he doesn't yeah no i mean look he just
1: didn't think that through or didn't care to think that through I, because I, that wouldn't inflate his massive ego what would that do look, for him nothing <laughs> look it's it's I fucking hate it's
0: it. it's possible but I mean for se- there there's like there's behind the scenes footage and like you know documents of not just for this film but every film like just like years of like sitting in his home planning like making drawings like he like it's very evident that he put a lot of thought into his films so i and like he was a perfectionist like he shot that scene at 127 times that wasn't just an accident that wasn't just him being a dick that was because he has this creative Perfection. And I, I think that matches up. I think,
1: but I think everybody just assumes that everything he does then is creative perfection. It's not maybe that he not spent so many but... times redrawing things and changing the script for perfection. Like, maybe he just fucking sucked.
0: I don't think that's true. I and think he...
1: I, I, I'm i just saying. There's an entire It's a very, it's a very, <laughs> very jaded view to be like... Oh, he was just so perfect, every like thing that he did was because he wanted it to be perfect, not because hey, maybe it wasn't good. Look, and he kept trying, and he couldn't figure it out because he wasn't good at it, and then it worked out in the end. Not because he wanted it to be perfect; it's because it genuinely sucked. Ass. I
0: don't believe that. Look, it, it can't, can't, will I say that? <clears throat> I'm not going to say that every single thing that Kubrick did was like pure genius i you know the one thing i looked up was uh um when jack was uh because ta- they they yeah. wendy and the doctor said that he was sober for five months and then jack later says that it was three years um that was something that it, it i don't know maybe it was intentional but it, it seems that it, that was kind of a goof on his part so it's possible that there are there are things that he oversight but i think the majority of his work the majority of what he did almost all of him is in that vein
1: the only reason you know that is because that's what he said (laughs) that's not it's not just him it's other people that worked with him that's of course of course he would put himself in he's a fucking egotistical fucking piece of shit
0: how do we know that how do we know he's an egotistical how do you know he's
1: not that's my point i mean he was he was a very let's be
0: real he was a very isolated person i mean he was my point my point is
1: of course he would put himself to be that way like no i definitely well that wasn't because i sucked or i messed something up i just wanted it to be perfect that's my point. I, I My point is you, can, you can't say that you know it's like this because you, okay, only, know, sure. Nobody you knows. only know what he Nobody knows portrays himself to be.
0: Okay, sure. Nobody knows 100%. It's very possible that he portrayed himself. But look, I think he has made some of the greatest films in cinema history. Not Undisputed. True. Yes, it is true. There's an entire school of thought. The, the, the entire academic film society that disagrees with you okay
1: i mean there's an entire society that believes in human sacrifice too but we don't say that's one of the best practices in the world now do we
0: that's a leap
1: (laughs) my my point my point is like so people think that some of his movies are good that doesn't mean they are good
0: no okay sure is art subjective yes there there is no concrete fact but look, I mean, I think a major if you were to ask like the majority of people—they would agree that this is a good film. Do you
1: ever wonder though if it's because like the whole film industry and like all of that is institutionalized, and you're taught in classes that this is what good film is? So then you're like, oh, okay, okay this is good film, not I, because I, you think it's good film, but because
0: you've been told. Okay. Well, me personally, I I watched this movie before I even got into any of that, and I thought it was a good film. I watched it when I was like twelve. Okay, I had no fucking, I, like, yes, I was like into movies in yeah, a sense. No, but it wasn't. I, like, I was twelve, man. I wasn't thinking about it like I am now.
1: It's. Not- it was a
0: genuinely good movie. I fucking enjoyed this movie a lot. <laughs> love, oh my god, this is already getting heated. Holy fucking shit!
1: I like how magic getting just because you like garbage movies. Shut and the fuck? Up. saying it. Ah!
0: <laughs> this is why i don't have guests on the typical man anymore.
1: response just yelling <laughs> if i'm louder then i'm right
0: that was fine thank you that was fine i'll give you that
1: oh thanks for giving me that one point ah <laughs> <sighs> done with your good yet holy
0: Ye- shit! yes i'm done i'm done okay okay you get <laughs> now you can get into the bad. would you
1: like to start with the bad because your list seems pretty small
0: sure i can start with the bad um i did th- i do think that this film was a hair dragged i think they could probably cut out a good five ten minutes and it probably would have flown together a little smoothly. i mean that being said i did like like the last time we watched this movie like i was entranced in and into it the whole time I probably have bias on that for sure, but um, I really do think that for the most part, this is a very engaging film. Um, Shelley Duvall. Um, I'll say this about Shelley Duvall. Um, I think it's unfortunate the way she was treated. I do agree with that. Um, he probably did go a little too far in that.
1: Probably.
0: <laughs> but I mean, look, she Cheat. also she also did get paid and like it really boosted her career. So it's not like she got completely screwed in the end
1: okay <laughs> so as long as you get paid who cares what you whatever happens like you fucking agreed to make a movie so you well, can be treated like shit because you are getting paid for it
0: but she could quit <laughs> if he, if it really was bothering her that oh much she could have quit but she do you she, want
1: do you want to get like deep and personal real quick
0: <laughs> let's
1: do okay do you think that your marriage was verbally abusive in any way? Yes. Yes. Was it easy for you to just leave?
0: No, but I did eventually.
1: You did eventually. Yeah. How many years, though? Two years. Of marriage. <laughs>
0: yeah, of marriage. Four years together.
1: Yeah. Yes.
0: But but I, I did, ev- like, and it wasn't quite that bad. This is why. not
1: the same, though, because this is a limited project. And if you're being abused to that point, do you really think you can leave? No, there's no way she felt like she could leave. She probably said she wanted she, there I guarantee there's some point where she did want to and that he probably like berated the fuck out of her until she like agreed to stay. And then she's like, OK, well, this is at least a limited project. I can get through it. But it's not that easy to leave. It's not so simple.
0: I, I understand that. And I sympathize with that. But it I don't know.
1: I don't think I, I just don't think it's right. That to say, like, oh, well, she got, she did get, paid. like, yeah, okay, she was abused, but she did get paid. So, like, really, like, no, that's not okay how to treat people.
0: I, I agree, but like, I, I don't, I just don't think it's the same as like getting abused and like thrown to the streets or whatever. Like, she, like, it, it, there, there are plenty of times throughout film or like the, like the industrial age or whatever where people did suffer.
1: And that's not okay. But the
0: end, I mean, the end product in a way, kind of, kind of justifies it. But you it,
1: could, right? no, you could have gotten to that end product without doing that.
0: It's possible. I don't know. I do think that, like... Her, like if it's you like, what,
1: honestly thought you had to abuse your actress that much to get that kind of result... Because she wasn't that great of an actress to begin with, and she wasn't giving you what you wanted, then use a different actress who would that's have.
0: That's fair. That's fair, and that's why I put this in the bad because I do think that he probably could have picked somebody better. He
1: could. He could have picked somebody better. He didn't have to treat somebody like that. That's not okay.
0: Yeah. No. I. I, it, I. I agree. I just. I. I just don't know if it. If it completely like. Outcast the film as a general, or like
1: I didn't say anything about that. No, I, just, I, know,
0: I know, I know, you didn't say that. I'm just saying, like, I, I, am just saying that. I, I just don't think that that like negates the success of the film or it, Kubrick it as a person. I don't, I don't.
1: It, do, it doesn't have anything to do with that. It has something to do with him as a person that he's okay with treating somebody like that. That he really could do that. to... like, could you do that to somebody? Uh I don't know. Probably There's, not. Probably not no so the fact that he can do that to somebody says a lot about his character so that part i i'm fine i'm fine with saying like if you still think it was a great movie and like it hasn't like that doesn't negate like how well the movie was made or whatever fine totally okay doesn't mean it was okay but it does reflect on his character his actions (laughs) reflect on his character so I just don't think it's, I just think it's not fair to say that her being abused is worth it. It's fair. So, I'll get off my pedestal. <laughs> Continue.
0: Um, really minor detail. I thought the, the Foley was a bit. Did I too mean? No, you're fine. Um, Fo- <laughs> I guess the audience will determine that. <laughs>
1: Sorry. It's all
0: good. Um, I, I knew this was going to get heated. I knew this was going to be a heated fucking debate. <laughs> disagree a lot. A lot of aspects of this <laughs>
1: That's not about that. It has nothing to do with the film. It's just you can't treat people that way. It's not okay. And it's not okay to justify it with saying you paid them.
0: <laughs> I don't know. I kind of disagree on that point. But <laughs>
1: it's. It wasn't like, okay.
0: I'm a capitalist.
1: So, here's the thing.
0: There there are a lot Let's of people who worked like 80 hour Let's, weeks and were abused and they still, they, they gained something from that.
1: Let's go back okay. to McKamey Manor and that whole documentary. Yeah. Where they signed legal documents saying, like that, these are the risks involved.
0: Yeah, but he went outside the contract. That was the problem.
1: Some of it, but not really. A lot of it was still in the contract. It was in the contract, but they said you couldn't do a contract like that.
0: Yeah, but I mean... But,
1: no, but my point is... Just wait. Okay,
0: okay, okay I have a point. Okay.
1: That's not my point, but I'm just saying, like, with that in mind, Shelley Duvall... And, like, you could argue, like, they signed a contract. Yeah. They knew what they were getting into. They but, knew it was going to be extremely torturous, and they weren't getting paid for it, but... Like they knew all that. She agreed to act in this movie for money. Yeah. She did not agree to being
0: abused you, like that. We don't know that. We don't know that. I mean Kubrick. I had, mean, you
1: I mean, could look- Kubrick
0: has had a reput had had a reputation before this point. I'm sure, I don't think it's I don't think I don't believe that, that like she had no idea that it was gonna be like that. I just don't believe that.
1: Well, okay, there's a certain level though. Sure. I think it's I think it's pretty widely known that the amount of abuse that she went through is fucking extreme. Sure. And nobody should expect that when going into a film. And if you expect the director to be a little bit like grumpy or like yell at you like that, like, okay, that's understandable. That's not what she agreed to and it's still not okay. Like she didn't agree to be treated like that. And like the fact that she got paid for the job she said she would do and then was also like subjugated to all of this other shit. That doesn't make it like well, the the money that you got paid to do this should also be the money paid for you to do that. If as long as I'm paying you that amount of time I have you, you I can do whatever I want to you. That's not how it works. Okay. She was not compensated for being abused. She was compensated. Well, for we acting. don't we
0: don't know that. She could. Have, she could have very well been compensated. Okay, for here's that, the
1: thing, though: is end. you are telling you are telling me the things that I am responding to what you are saying. Yeah, you're saying she got paid, so that's good. You're not saying she got paid extra. We're not talking about the fact she got paid extra. I'm just saying saying she got paid for it isn't fair.
0: <laughs> okay, but let's go back to the the what was it the Manor,
1: McKayme Manor.
0: I look. I if you signed a contract and you mm-hmm. got paid for all and knew all that. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. You you are a person. You can make your own decisions. And if if you make a shitty decision, like too bad. I don't know. I don't think that like you, people should just like look. If you get if you have that exchange, if you have that agreement, and like if both parties agree to it, then what's but, wrong with that?
1: But she didn't agree to it. We
0: don't know that she could. You're telling. We don't know that. We don't know what what okay, her knowledge can, can of Kubrick's.
1: Can I just say something? Sure. So, am we I, don't am know. Am I being a hypocrite? <laughs> we don't. Yes, 100%. Okay. Because okay. you just, pers- previously when we were arguing about whether or not it was perfection or just him being terrible at his job, you're like, you don't know that. And you don't know that either, but <laughs> I'm going to assume that it was perfection. It's the same thing here. Now, you're telling me that I can't assume okay. that she didn't that's, agree to that.
0: That's fair. That's fair. Nobody knows. That's that's no. But That's fair.
1: I mean you could probably easily figure it out. you <laughs> looked it up, but
0: Well, you could easily figure out that Kubrick is a genius. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, you can't. No, you fucking can't. <laughs> that is his Him and then there are these are events. It's very different. <laughs> but anyway
0: Look, I acknowledge that I don't think like at the end of the day, I don't think it's good what he I did to her. See, I
1: just I feel like you would under you would understand because when you are put under pressure, you have a hard time responding.
0: Yeah, and but that, but that's on me to determine what to do in that situation. I can leave. I can tell them. I can fight back. I can say, Hey, no, I don't want this. Do you really? I feel, have the option to leave.
1: But you don't feel like you can in that in I, that moment.
0: Too you bad. freeze.
1: Too bad. Too bad. I'm
0: getting paid. If I'm at a job and they treat me like shit, I can leave. That's like that's 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 how that works.
1: Okay. Okay. It's gonna cause some problems later, but. <laughs>
0: okay. Sorry. It's
1: fine. You think it's okay to abuse people as long as you pay them? That's on you. I don't think
0: it's that simple. I don't think it's okay. But I I, I think if there's compensation involved, then it that's
1: compensation to do the job yeah
0: that that's part of the job
1: it is never part of the job to be fucking treated like shit
0: okay like if you if you open a business and you're treated like shit by other people you don't think that's you think they should just like that's part of the job, That's part of the risk, like especially with something like,
1: okay, okay, it's part of the job if like angry customers come in. If a customer comes in and threatens to come find your house, tells you where your address is, hunts you down, is that just part of the job?
0: No, well, you no, could- it
1: crosses the line. There's a line that gets crossed. <laughs> and he crossed it.
0: Yeah, I, I, I don't know. But I don't, I, I don't
1: understand why it's so hard for you to agree that or to admit that like what he did was wrong and it's not okay to do that.
0: I, I, I agree, I just don't think it's, I just don't, I don't know. I don't know, I guess I'm torn on that.
1: No, you see, you can't you can't say that it was wrong, period. That he shouldn't do that. You make excuses and you justify. But it's not okay to treat people like that.
0: Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> it's fair enough.
1: You're trying to make it into this big thing when all I'm saying is it's not okay to treat someone like that. And then you're saying it's okay to treat someone like that as long as you give them money.
0: It's, i guess I, I guess i'm not saying it's okay but there's a choice there's a choice and to just say she didn't have a choice i just don't believe that did
1: i say she didn't have a choice no but
0: you're yeah i mean that's but implied, I'm implied right
1: it's implied that the psychological torture that she went through may have affected her judgment
0: <laughs> that's unfortunate
1: because when people are traumatized they don't have the decision-making capabilities sometimes So it's fair to sit sit here and be like, yeah, well, she could have left at any time. But, again, there's an altered mental state going on where making those decisions is not necessarily doable. So I don't think it's fair to say that she could have left because we don't know what her mental state was, if she could have ever made those decisions or if she tried to leave and it, you know? It's not. It's not so black and white.
0: I don't know. I don't know. I. I, I kind of disagree, but that's fine. I, I. I. disagree with the premise that. I I guess overall, big picture, that's unfortunate. But I don't think that's enough of a deterrent to like take away from the the baseline, which is that she had a job, and uh, the conditions were shit granted but like she got compensated she could have left at any time and i don't think that is like an end-all be-all for the movie i know you didn't say that but i'm just saying
1: see i think that's the problem is that you have decided that that's what the argument is is whether or not this is affecting the movie or not and i'm just talking from a like a level of a human being that it's not okay okay (laughs) Okay.
0: that's fair and you
1: keep trying to tell me well yeah yeah it's not okay but the movie is so good i don't care (laughs) it's not what i'm saying at all i don't fucking care about the movie i'm saying it's not okay to treat people like that period
0: i look i I, I don't
1: care how it affects the movie if this was on the street not in a movie i would say the exact same thing it's not okay to treat people like that
0: okay look you're right i i agree that it's not right to treat people like that i i can agree with See that. Then
1: why that why can't why can't it just why can't it just be that why do you have to keep adding things to I it know.
2: i don't know <laughs> why I, <'cause> can't <laughs> you
1: just say yeah you're right okay let's move on instead of you're right but, but also but 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 like just fucking me am- <laughs>
0: like, okay okay fair
1: <laughs> i don't want to keep enough. arguing
0: fair enough fair enough
1: okay <laughs> <laughs> dear god <laughs> now i have to pee
0: okay okay we'll, we'll be right back Guys, we're back. I'm sorry to the women for being a (laughs) dick. And all the people who have been emotionally abused.
1: (laughs) Why are you laughing when you say it?
0: I don't know. Because that's just my persona.
1: Because you laugh when you're uncomfortable. Yes,
0: exactly. (laughs) something about doing a podcast with somebody every week where things, you know, we have a relationship, both on and off screen, and... Things sometimes get a little personal and heated, and that's okay, because we're here doing the podcast. It's just a movie. It's not it's my fault. It's just a movie. It's
1: not my fault that you should know, you would think you would know, that the one thing that gets me heated is yes. when it comes to people's rights, <laughs> human rights stuff. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: You can argue about anything that's else, true. and I'll just be like, yeah, okay, whatever, but that's what gets me <laughs> It's true. Anyway.
0: Anyways. um <laughs> Like a half hour later. <laughs> like a half hour talking Shelly Oh shit. Okay. It's
1: like that TikTok um, sound where it's just like, "Hi, I'm Shelly Duval." Hi, I'm Shelly oh, yeah. Duval. It's like all the different.
0: <laughs> Part two next week. No, I'm kidding. <God>. Uh, my last final bad point that I have about this movie is, and, you know, I was listening to a Confused Breakfast. Well, you have
1: two points left.
0: I thought I said that. You
1: started to, but then I got back into the argument.
0: Well, okay, so I'll repeat it. Yeah. It is a really small detail. Um, there was some of the Foley, which is like the sound of, like, off-screen recorded sound. So why couldn't for those you just don't said don't know. sound? Because I, I like to...
1: Or sound effects, <laughs> you know, use the layman terms.
0: Anyways, <laughs> uh, when Danny's riding his little cycle through the tricycle. Um, tricycle, tricycle through the big wheel, big wheel tricycle, um, through the hallway, some of the Foley is a little off on that super minor detail that I, that I had never noticed until watching it this time. Um, on our speakers that don't really work, in fact, so that's that's odd. I guess film school does teach you something. <laughs>
1: You didn't go to film school. (laughs)
0: I'm counting it. I'm counting it. (laughs) community college film school
1: same thing it wasn't it was video it's not (laughs) film it's just video production
0: i gotta make it sound good molly i gotta make it sound good oh god uh and then my final point um you know i actually listened to the confused breakfast podcast talk about this and i don't really know if i agree with them 100 they really like the the fact that um specifically when jack um argues with wendy right before he goes to the bar he's walking out and he looks at the camera and they did make this point that because kubrick does so many takes it like you would think it would have to be intentional right again this goes back to our argument but um <laughs> but i i don't know i kind of disagree with this because it's really it, it, at least what i know it's really the only point where he does that in the movie and i feel like it just wasn't really necessary it is a little creepy like i'll, I'll give it that but like i don't think it really necessarily added anything to the scene I think they could cut out, and it would've been fine. So is that a s- really
1: a bad thing, then, or it's just a thing?
0: <laughs> I, I well, I think it's kind of a bad thing because I didn't like it. Okay. But all I'm saying is that there's an argument. There is an argument to be made that that was good. I guess. Okay. Um, okay. So Molly, <laughs> besides Shelley Duvall, <laughs> what did you not like about the treatment of Shelley Duvall? <laughs> what did you not like about this film? Much. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Here's the thing. Okay.
1: Something that irritates me is when somebody takes a book and then, especially after your little fun fact that you read, mm-hmm. where he really went through a bunch of books to find one that he liked. Yeah. And then say, but I'm better i have better ideas like you spent so long finding a story that you were enthralled in and then you're like except let me change most things about this and it's annoying
0: if i'm gonna make a painting and i'm like okay i i read a book Like, do you really expect me? Or, like, whatever. If I, if, well, okay.
1: Then write your own story. I don't
0: agree. I think you, I, look, I think it's totally in fair game to take a a piece of existing art, existing literature, whatever, and make it your own, change things to your own. I think every, I think you have the liberty to do that. This is a point we fundamentally disagree on. No.
1: So I agree with that. But. Don't take the Mona Lisa and say I can do it better. Why not? And then name it the Mona Lisa. Why not? Because it's not the Mona Lisa. It's your own thing, then.
0: (laughs) It's your rendition of the Mona Lisa. Why can't you do? Why can't you do that?
1: Because I disagree. I I disagree. I think I just think, (laughs) and especially I was trying to. I was earlier when you were listing all your good things and I was halfway paying attention, I was on my phone. It's because I was Googling something because yeah. I was trying to remember a point. Because I thought Stephen King had had some influence at first and then ended up like leaving or being asked to leave, but I couldn't find
0: well, that. Well, okay, so um, I didn't include this in the but behind- But Stephen
1: scenes. King wrote a, a-
0: Yeah, so they disagreed from the get-go.
1: Play. Oh, he
0: did write screenplay?
1: Is that what it's called? <laughs> yeah. That just doesn't, wow. No, that just doesn't feel right. That doesn't feel like the right... A script. A script.
0: Just like a manuscript or like... Like a, a, screenplay a film scripted.
1: adaptation. Like he wrote one and then it got thrown out.
0: Screen, screenplay and script are the same thing.
1: <laughs> okay, well, I just didn't like the way it came out. <laughs> like it wasn't the word I was looking for, if that makes okay, sense. Okay, sure. But I think he wrote one and it got sc- thrown out. From my understanding, is that he was just like, no, I'm not even gonna read yours. <laughs> I don't
0: know if he didn't read it. I don't know. Uh,
1: that's, again, we don't that's, know. That's, that's what my article said that he didn't even read it. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> so, um, what were you gonna say? <laughs> hey, you said I was. You said I wasn't gonna include this in the fun facts, but.
0: Oh, oh, um, like that like there was contention between king and kubrick like from the beginning like basically once kubrick started kind of giving his ideas he rejected all of them you know like we said he rejected all of his actors um he didn't like the premise but you know it kind of just it came down to the contract and king kind of eventually folded because he got paid a fuck ton money from it i'm guessing um for the rights or whatever like he he made some amount of money from the rights he had to
1: yeah, but I don't think that's why he backed down. It probably is. No, I think I remember. I, I might be pulling this out of my ass. Okay, but I think I remember like seeing like a quote or something him talking about it where he said it just like he could see it wasn't worth it. <laughs> like it wasn't because he got it wasn't because of the money or anything. It's because he was such a stubborn piece of shit person. <laughs> <that> it wasn't <laughs> worth it.
0: Look, I think to be fair, both Stephen King and Kubrick are probably stubborn pieces of shit. That's
1: <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> But
0: (laughs) okay, so I'll I'll pull up this quote um, because I was going to say I I didn't know when we were going to get to the book. Right now, the debate. Um, So I pulled this from Wikipedia. Stephen King has been quoted as saying that although Kubrick made a film with memorable imagery, it was poor as an adaptation, and that it is the only adaptation of his novels that he could remember hating. He noted that Kubrick was among these filmmakers whose particular visions are so clear and fierce that fear of failure never becomes a factor into the equation. Commenting that even when a director such as Stanley Kubrick makes such a maddening, perverse, and disappointing film as The Shining, give me a break, it somehow retains a brilliance of it that is inarguable. It is simply there. And, And listed Kubrick's film among those that he considered to have contributed something to value of the horror genre. He was also disappointed that the film was not shot at the Stanley Hotel where the book was inspired. Again, that's fucking stupid.
1: Okay, but he's allowed to have that opinion. He's not sure. he's not sh- like saying sure. that's like the worst thing ever. He's just saying that he was disappointed. He's allowed to be disappointed. Yeah, no, I but, agree. I agree. Don't you ever stick a finger at me again? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're cutting me off. I wasn't you, cut, done. you cut me off all the time. Do I? All I was gonna say was I can agree with that bitch
2: okay I'm so sorry. fuck
1: you <laughs> anyway
2: sorry that I agree, was me being i dick. agree
1: that like that's that's my point though is it's a poor adaptation of the book okay so don't call it an adaptation of the book then anyway all that did was highlight my point <laughs> okay.
0: well i guess that was like that was what I, I like i was kind of giving credence to your point yes like, like i was i was because that's how stephen king feels but
1: because it is, it's not like the so.
0: I guess I just don't think that they're the off, Sorry, I just cut, I just cut you off again. My bad. Continue.
1: Go ahead. I'm the bigger person.
0: No, go ahead. No, nope, go ahead. God damn it! Now you have
1: to.
0: Uh, um, I I feel that it like, even as even if the creator of the original piece of work is disappointed, I, I don't think that. disqualifies anyone from being able to do their interpretation of a piece of art or a piece of work or literature or whatever i I just don't think that that cancels out
1: who gives a fuck well did i say like i don't like it because good old stevie's disappointed no 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 it's because i agree that i think it's shitty it's a shitty movie (sighs) it takes all the good of the book and it just is like fuck you we're just going to do a different haunted hotel story. So,
0: so okay. So, let me ask you this. Like, what exactly from the so book like adaptation? So, like, the entire. The... Okay. Go
1: ahead.
0: No, I wasn't saying anything. You were. No, I really wasn't. No, you were. No, I truly. You were w-
1: asking me a question. You were You were literally asking me a question.
0: Oh, no. I was just saying, like, well, I, I thought you were asking a question. Like.
1: What? what from
0: the book? What, what, sorry. What from the book did you like not like over or like what was the differences that you did not like specifically
1: well first of all like like I said I really like Jack Nicholson as an actor like I think he did a really good job but that's not the character in the book that's true like the whole point in the book is that he's not a psychopath he's a good person who keeps making mistakes and like things just go so bad because of that like he's not like like in the in the movie he's just like ah, like he's a crazy man
2: mm-hmm.
1: there were things in the book like his he was it doesn't really talk about the fact in the movie which I'm not that this is a big deal because whatever but like in the book it plays more about why he got fired from being a college professor <laughs> yeah. and had to go be a caretaker and like I f- that adds a lot to his character that like he was an alcoholic and like being surrounded by those like the other professors like the professor he was really close to was an alcoholic and like i don't remember if he was in the car or not when like the guy was drunk driving and hit and killed a kid uh but like he wasn't and that was not, him. like, that wasn't Jack. That was, like, the other guy. But, like, all these things that went wrong, like, in my little article I was just reading, I was, like, the saying, like, Stephen King was saying, Jack, like, Jack is not a bad person. He's a good person who's a little bent.
0: <laughs> sure.
1: And I don't think the book, or I don't think the movie really follows that character at all. Yeah um
0: and that's just a different difference of opinion between you and me because i i i also read the book yeah so like i i i like i i also kind of know some of the different i remember some of the differences
1: yeah and so the moral of the book is so different from the movie it's like the exact opposite yeah so like in the book you said you don't like the ending of the book mm-hmm. where human like human decency comes back into play and it's like okay good is, like, people can be good. People can make good decisions. Like, the evil is not the person, but the evil is the place. And in the movie...
0: In the movie, it was like that, too, though. No,
1: in the movie, you said he was it was... influenced
0: a, by the hotel.
1: Yes. No, that, yes. But in the movie, it's that people are bad and can do bad things. You said it was all about, like, the evil of the humanity or whatever. Yeah. Which is not the point of the book. The point is that people... <laughs> can be good
0: yes i i i see that point i guess that you and i just personally disagree on which is better and st- like and, and, and it would be well, understandable i just, that
1: I just sh- liked like i just feel like that was an important important <laughs> part of the story
0: yeah well um this is something else i read like stephen king um he had like a personal connection to that story because he was going through his own alcoholism at the time so that was probably part of why he felt so like he was so against this adaptation because it completely glossed over that part that's like the alcoholism was like a part of it but i guess that's kind of like and that's this isn't with you this is like stephen king's like vendetta against this movie i think it is a very personal very emotional response um and
1: i well i mean yeah can you i mean can you blame him for having an emotional response to something he spent years on and watching it kind of just get flushed down the toilet
0: i don't know then don't sign the contract i don't
1: know
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean that happens
1: but again it's like he said other movies yeah he's done it before yeah and it's been like oh okay this makes sense like
0: yeah he, he and wants just everything be
1: just no he doesn't he's <laughs> do you really do you really watch other stephen king movies and you're like man this is just like the book <laughs> fuck no yeah
0: i think all the rest like, of them i've no. seen
1: most of stephen king movies suck ass
0: <sighs> no they do suck ass but they're pretty Except accurate to the book
1: the only two that are like genuinely accurate to the book i feel like are the only two that are good which is the green mile <laughs> and shawshank redemption
0: <laughs> well, I think Shawshank Redemption is actually probably. Well, I think. Well, I don't know about Green Mile, but Shawshank Redemption uh, was a way shorter. Uh,
1: yeah, piece, that's and they, the they
0: extended that, so that's not even
1: accurate. Not even really extended. It's you read the story; it's like the movie to it almost a T. Is it? Yeah.
0: I that that see. I read the Green Mile. I did not read Shawshank Redemption.
1: Green Mile is the huge. Piece of work. It's like six short stories and to Oh, a that's full right. Novel. That's so, right. Like, yeah. I get it, but it was done really well, and it was done very close to the writing.
0: Yes. Yes.
1: But I don't even remember my point anymore. <laughs> to be honest, I don't even care anymore. I'm fucking tired. I'm so tired of arguing. I don't even care.
2: It just sucks. Okay.
1: Anyway, what else is bad? Um. And I—it's not that I necessarily blame the movie for this, but my, one of my favorite scenes in the book is the hedge animals that they turned into a hedge maze. Mm. Fair. I, I don't think it would have translated well to film. Yeah. Maybe it could have.
0: With the technology of the time, it would have been claymation and would looked like shit.
1: Maybe, but then again, it's like it's it's like. They move when you're not looking at them. So they could have kept just moving them closer. True. But I don't know if it would have translated. I still, whatever. Not a big deal. Bothered me a little bit because I really like that part. Uh, when I first watched the movie, because I watched it on TV, they cut out the entire scene with the bathroom. In room 237. With the late naked lady and stuff. Like, there is none of that. There's Danny being afraid because he went into that room and they never go in that room.
0: (laughs) I didn't remember that. So. I haven't read the book in a while.
1: No, that's not the book.
0: Oh. oh. I just said
1: I watched it on TV. Oh, on (laughs) TV. TV Okay.
0: okay, That's what. Yeah.
1: Yes. So then I read the book and I was like, oh, my God. There's this whole like naked lady stuff like, oh, why is that not in there? That's pretty intense and then i watched it and they didn't think it did. i don't know i don't think they did a great job but i kind of thought it was weird i don't remember the book now but i thought it was weird that she like appeared as like a young beautiful lady at first
0: yeah was that not like that in the book
1: i don't, I don't remember it being like that honestly i don't really remember him going in the room hmm. so i know danny did
0: yeah danny but
1: that's all I can remember.
0: Well, I remember in the book, like even with the party, like they describe, like they describe Jack, like being it, like the the golden room ball or whatever. Yeah. Like they describe him, like being a part of that and yeah. being in that. And, and that's not with really them.
1: a part of the movie at all yeah. until end. There's like a picture, which I thought was kind of weird, also.
0: Well, we'll get into that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I don't know. I just think it's. I don't know, but. I thought it was kind of weird that they decided to kill Dick Hallerhan instead of not killing him, like, in the book. Yeah. Like, I don't know.
0: That probably also alluded to, like, kind of the themes of, like, just human evilness. Like, that was probably a racism element in that. I can imagine. Because he calls him the N-word, like, in the bathroom. They're, like, yeah, this N-word. Oh, N-word coming, you know?
1: Yeah. I guess.
0: Again kind of going back to the idea of pure evil.
1: But I don't know. It just seems like such an ins- it bothers it bothers me when the insignificant things get changed for no like it's like why? I don't well, think I couldn't it's insignificant though.
0: It. I think that's a very significant change. Like that that like I said, it alludes to the racism, the pure evil of humanity and like the whole idea of him not like the okay, it's so like the end scene see, when he blows up the hotel at the boiler room like yeah. instead of doing that he he becomes part of the evil. I think that's a more chilling film than, like, to just have, like, this kind of, this more, I mean, to be fair, a more human, a more, like, embellished story. But it doesn't cut to the point the same way. It doesn't, like, it doesn't cut to the core. Like, he really wanted to create a movie that was, like, terror. Like, he was quoted as saying that he wanted to create a horror film that was so scary that everybody would run, run to the box office and demand a refund. Like he truly wanted to make something that really struck to the core. And I think that's why he made it. I mean appear I would have, have
1: because it's stupid and irritating I would have wanted my money back. So good job for him, I guess. <laughs> he did it. So yeah. Um I don't know. I'm trying to think. What else I don't like? An- I guess if he, if that's what he wanted to make such a horrifying movie, there were some good gore parts that he could have put in there that didn't end up in the
0: movie. Mm. So. Interesting.
1: Like there's there's a whole thing where like there's like the presidential suite and there's like mafia members have been murdered in there and there's like f- blood sliding down the wall and brains sliding down the wall and stuff. Mm. That would have been good to add.
0: Uh, that also could have been budgetary.
1: You're telling me, though, that they couldn't have, like, taken a bucket of the elevator blood and used that?
0: <laughs> True.
1: <laughs> no one would have noticed. True.
0: True. <laughs> maybe, maybe that was why. They've already put all their gore money into the elevator and they're like, fuck, we got no more gore money.
1: Well, they just could have used it <laughs> and some spaghetti or something. <laughs> I don't know.
0: I'm
1: <laughs> Um Anything else? And like, they changed his weapon to an axe, which was weird.
0: Again, I think it's more effective. It's more evil. It's more terrifying.
1: Why is it more evil though? Wouldn't a baseball bat? A- isn't a baseball bat more brutal? Because an axe you can hit with, one, like, you, one chop and you, you could kill somebody. You gotta really try hard to pulverize somebody with a baseball bat.
0: Yeah, but, like, when, I guess when I think of evil, I think of, like, like the Nazis didn't use bats. Like, they used, like, things that, like, really instantly killed. I mean, I guess with the Holocaust they tortured people. Yeah. But, like, but like in warfare, like, the, it's, the thing that's is, more menacing war is... War is different. War is evil, though.
1: But you're trying to kill them faster than they can kill you, so of course you would. Yes, but if you're which trying to show, <laughs> but if you're trying to show like true, like the true evil in humanity, it's not going to be like I'm just going to shoot you.
0: <sighs> I don't know. I kind of disagree. I think there's more brutality in a, using a bat. Yeah, and that can be a shade of evil. But I, I don't know. I, I, I think like to like. Like to just end somebody's life cold blooded, I feel like that's more evil. It's more
1: evil to only have to hit them once than to hit them again and again and again and again. Because that shows a little bit more commitment.
0: Yeah, but commitment to one person, not just like evil, like humanity as a whole. Just like chopping down. (laughs) I don't know. What? I'm probably getting a little too.
1: You are. (laughs) You really are. Shut the fuck up.
0: It's just the podcast. God. <laughs> <laughs> this is the last episode of the Guts and Gore podcast,
1: by the way. <laughs> honestly, I feel like I probably should have taken notes or something because I don't know. I just, I honestly didn't think it was that terrifying. I didn't think it was that scary. I didn't really invoke any like fear in me besides <sighs> the little scene with the axe. It made me think of the word, yeah, the Redford gross. So.
0: There, there are people who have like, because I've debated this with other people too. Like, I've watched this with other people who have thought this is a bad movie, and like, you're not alone. Okay, there, there is like a group of people who.
1: Thank you. <laughs> Fuck off. I don't give a shit if I'm alone or not. I'm not like you. I don't need my opinion to be the majority. I don't need other people to be like you're right. I don't care i think what i think i don't need the film people to agree with me fuck the film people
0: i don't even remember what my fucking point was with that good <laughs> totally derailed me you're
1: welcome honestly there's a lot more bad things i just don't even feel like going into detail It just i just didn't like it on sure and i can't think of it anymore
0: Yeah. No. I mean, look. Also,
1: I thought it was stupid. I just remembered one. Okay. I think it's fucking stupid. I get it. I do get it. Like, it makes it way better if he's like hunting Danny through the maze, but he has an axe.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's right. He He could could have chopped
1: through the maze and gotten out, or he could have just walked through it. It's you can just you can walk through a hedge.
0: If it's that thick
1: though. Yes. And and it's look, not it's not necessarily comfortable. You're gonna get scratched up and stuff, but you can walk through it. Yeah. It's branches.
0: I will say though, to be fair, I well, okay, there are a couple different things. I mean, he probably he could have still been thinking in terms of being a caretaker. Um, so he maybe didn't want to damage the hedge maze.
1: I um, don't think so. I prob- think the whole point was that he lost his mind.
0: Probably. Probably. That's 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 a stretch for sure. But I also think it would take up way more energy to like chop through all the fucking hedge mazes than to, than to just just, just chase sit him.
1: Then die. But even after that, even if he chased him through, okay, mm-hmm. he died in the maze. He froze and died in the maze. Yeah, he could have walked out.
0: <laughs> but he got lost. That was the whole point. Yeah,
1: just walk through. Just walk through the hedge.
0: I don't, I don't know if that's possible. That that's it's it is it's left it, up to debate.
1: It's possible. He could have walked through. Would he have ended up on the right side? Who knows? However, he would have ended up outside the maze. And then walked around the maze and found how to get back inside. Yeah. Not that hard. I'm not I'm not good at surviving things. I will not survive in situations. I could survive that. I could get through that. Yeah. Also. The branches would have provided some shelter from the weather if he had crawled inside of him, one of the hedges. True. Maybe he wouldn't have frozen.
0: <sighs> it's very true.
1: It's anyway. very possible. they gory. And- <laughs> Sorry, did you have something you wanted to say? No,
0: no, that was it. That was it. Um, there wasn't a ton. Um, I think the goriest aspect of this film was by far, we talked about this already the elevator um, with blood pouring out of it. Um, I always like that. Um, the dismembered twins—I thought that was very uh, gory and effective. Dismembered
1: is a strong word. They were just dead,
0: chopped up, dead. Yeah, they
1: were just dead. They I thought there was—I
0: thought I saw legs. Was it? I thought I saw like a leg, maybe like, on the—I don't know. I could be wrong, but like just that flash of it, just how it like flashed between the twins and them being dead—I thought that was very effective. Um, like we said, Scatman Crothers' death, or what's his fucking name, the character's name, Dick Halloran. Dick Halloran's uh, death very effective creepy um jack just looks fucking menacing as fucking that scene it's very chilling and when like he comes up and he just has that dark look in his eyes like that lifeless look in his eyes
1: three thousand gallons holy shit yeah
0: that's insane how did that look decades
1: before cgi blood would even be an option he wanted literally to have wait the sequence was shot on a soundstage in miniature. Yeah. He wanted to literally have 200 to 300 gallons of fake blood available for the oh, shot. Oh, it was a miniature? It took days Ooh, to Ooh, that's reset. interesting.
0: That's interesting. I didn't realize it was a miniature. Yeah. Hmm. Again, adding to, like, the dreamlike effect of it So, in my mind. Um, And then, like, some of the party guests were were bloody... And kind of well, just I guess just really the one where he's like cheersing to Shelley Duvall and she's like, ah, freaking out in the hotel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, before we wrap this up with the final gore score, uh, gore score and final score, um, just a couple of thoughts like that I took away from this film. Uh, do you think Jack was always the caretaker? Because that's kind of the theory of the film with like that last shot where um, it ends with. Um, a picture from I think like 1921 or something Mm -hmm. of the ball party and it shows Jack as the
1: I don't think so
0: you don't think so well and they say in the bathroom he's like you're the caretaker you've always been the caretaker that's a that's a fan theory of the or
1: a film theory well it's not the book so (laughs) okay (laughs) so the answer is no I don't think that because that's not how it was in the book.
0: <sighs> okay, moving on.
1: <laughs> how else did you think that was going to go?
0: I, I don't. I don't know. It was the audience. I hope appreciated it a little bit. There's some diehard fucking shining movie fans who are like, "Yeah, I think that." Yeah.
1: Yeah. I, I think it's an interesting theory. People who like this movie, I think, are stupid.
0: Okay, we alienate her our audience. I appreciate that. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> would you take this job as the caretaker? No. Really? Maybe. I feel like this would be a bomb-ass Maybe.
1: job. Yeah, it kind of would be.
0: Because, like, we don't have kids. Yeah. So we, we wouldn't go complete crazy.
1: But you we, get to do something like, like We'd like, write... be stuck together?
0: Yeah, but you have a whole-ass hotel. You can just chill pill, take a chill pill apart.
1: Not see you for weeks.
0: I'd be writing a book. Writing a book like Jack.
1: Depends. All work
0: and no play makes Coleman a dull boy.
1: What are the What are the amenities now? Do we have Wi Fi? <laughs> <laughs>
0: no Wi Fi.
1: No Wi Fi.
0: No Wi Fi. I mean, even if it, it was modern day, for how barren and how much snow and storm that they got, they probably wouldn't be Wi Fi either. Because they lost cable after a little bit, I'm pretty sure.
1: But I want to be able to play my Switch.
0: <laughs> you can download games pre play beforehand.
1: Since? I guess, but...
0: Fine, I guess. Fine. You you don't have to. What?
1: You can't stream anything.
0: That's true. I don't know, but I think it would be overall worth it. Because it would just be such a chill job.
1: I mean, it it depends. It depends.
0: In my mind, I guess... Is the
1: hotel haunted?
0: Well... I mean yeah and We're. I guess we're assu- I guess we're assuming that the hotel isn't haunted if the hotel was haunted then it's probably not a good job yeah I mean I was just asking the question assuming that there was no actual paranormal
1: oh then yeah sure yeah
0: okay did you have any other thoughts to take away from this film
1: I hate it <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I it. think it's stupid and I think it's overly simple
0: Okay, Molly, <laughs> what was your gore score for the film?
1: I think a four, I guess.
0: I gave it a five point nine. That's actually kind of high. No, but I, I feel like the elevator blood justifies it, though. I feel like that really amps up the score in my mind. Even though it's even though there aren't really a lot of different scenes of gore, like the ones that there are, it's a lot of blood. It's a lot of gore. So that was kind of my justification for it. Gotcha. Okay, this might be the deal breaker of our podcast here. What is your final score for the movie? Two. Okay, that's actually not as bad as I thought you were going to give it. I can live with the two.
1: Okay.
0: I mean, I think you're wrong, but it's, the... <laughs> it's at least like, if you were going to give it like a 0. .5 or something, I would might have been a little mad about that. Uh, not really. Um, like I said, th- this film, um, it's one of my all-time favorites. It's the, my first exposure to horror, and it has a really special place in my heart. Um, if it wasn't for the little things, it would probably be a hundred percent for me. But I, I, my final score is gonna be a nine point seven, just shy of a perfect film.
1: You know what I think is funny? <laughs> what I was just thinking back to all the times we watch anything and. In- One of your favorite things to say is, I mean, I think it's a little overrated. Yeah. And then you have your favorite movies as the most basic ass (laughs) bitch answers. I don't think that's
0: a basic. Do you think it's a basic
1: answer? I do think it's a basic answer. I think in my like i'm pretty sure two of the most basic bitch answer movies like for movies is pulp fiction yeah and the shining
0: okay well maybe there's a reason that they are that because they are great fucking films
1: but everything else is uh, anytime anything is like someone says it's good it doesn't even have to be a lot of people say it's good you're just like this is overrated that I, I, However, the most basic, overrated <laughs> pieces of shit movies are just phenomenal.
0: I, I say that because I genuinely feel like those movies are overrated. They're uh, look I, like the Barbie movie. I didn't think that was overrated. I thought it was a good movie. Trying to I bring that that feminism I, I, back
1: I, into here. Like, <laughs> see, I don't hate women. I watched Barbie, and I didn't hate it. Not, no,
0: I didn't say I didn't hate it. I said it was a good movie. I disagree with some of it, but I thought it was overall a very good movie.
1: not so my point, don't fucking start with me. Right <laughs> now. I argue so little in my everyday life. And we've gotten into two arguments now. I'm so tired. I just don't have it in me. Well, that's okay. I can't even think of anything, but there's things that, like, i don't know there's something like one person will say like oh you should watch this i liked this movie and then you'd be like (laughs) overrated according to who because one person told you they liked it like i'll say i'll say something like oh like i like this or like i heard this was a good movie or this looks like it could be good and you're like overrated well, but the most overrated basic ass bitch movies.
0: Well, I, I do are te- works of art. I do tend to think a lot
1: of movies. Mainly, you the last- think that everything is overrated. Anything that gets any I think attention. Most things- you are the most hipster sack of shit. <laughs> <laughs> Anything, anytime anyone says they like something, you immediately are like, nope, can't. I don't like that. That's too mainstream uh, for me. <laughs> I'm going to go with Quentin Tarantino instead. <laughs> Throw a curveball at you.
0: <laughs> I, I I do think a lot of media that's been made in the last 10, 15 years is grossly overrated. I would agree with that. You
1: can, See, what the fuck?
0: Be, well, How uh, does
1: that make any sense? If everything is overrated. I'm not saying
0: everything. I'm saying a, ma- a majority of what I've seen has, is overrated
1: overrated compared to what
0: to the to these movies
1: to what movies
0: like pulp fiction and the Shining. like i think those are like very very good well done films i don't How think are films are
1: overrated lo- compared to the most basic fucking movies
0: because people like will compare these movies to movies like that and i just don't think that's a fair who's I,
1: doing that nobody is you know. are you are you see if there's like some if there's a movie that's rated more like than three and a half stars out of five because that's leaning positive you'll be like overrated too many people like this movie (laughs) what do you want people like people like it so what holy fuck
0: and it's fine if they like it, but I'm also entitled to my own opinion.
1: I know, but everything—it's like that. It's like, oh my god, it's like that post I sent you. It's like yeah. that comment of how fucking <laughs> irritating it is. People have to add onto their reviews, like it's not worth the. I don't see what the hype is, or it's not worth the hype, or whatever. Like, who fucking cares? Just give your opinion.
0: What? Why? Why, why can't my opinion have- encompass that as well? Why can't I? Why can't I make a social commentary on top of it?
1: It's not a social commentary. Well,
0: it is. If I'm no, saying that's it's, it's overrated, it's
1: doing—no, all it's doing—is no, doing saying that <laughs> if someone does like it, that their opinion is trash. It's—it's it's making a comment about other people's opinions being stupid. What does that have to do with your own opinion?
0: Because I guess you're just kind of
1: why not just I, but like why. <laughs> like that hasn't like that's the point of a critique is that it's your opinion so why are you dragging sure. other people into your opinion
0: i guess i quote roger eagers who said that the reason it's the important reason
1: it's important is because film is important
0: yeah so i think it's totally valid to to the
1: reason what's important though that critiquing that giving yeah. your opinion is important because film is important. Not saying that. I'm saying it's not important. Other people's opinions are not important to your own opinion.
0: That's fair. I'll give you that. <laughs> okay. But I don't think it's no, imbalanced. no more,
1: <laughs> no more. I can't. <laughs>
0: okay. I can't. we're done. We're, we're done. done. <laughs> we're done.
1: I can't do it. I don't want to do it anymore. Just shut
0: up Well I knew this was going to be A heated episode but holy fucking shit
1: I think I broke Molly I think we
0: broke each other I was never
1: in (laughs) debate
0: I wasn't either I would have done a fantastic I know I would have done a fantastic job Because you
1: can't let anything go ever (laughs) You can't just say okay (laughs) I just want to be done
0: Guys, Guts and Gore podcast every Thursday at 2 p.m. Um, also, go check out the other two Macalester hours nobody's every Monday. Nobody's coming back after
1: this. <laughs>
0: That's, right. You're right. Fuck Fuck my other podcast. Fuck
1: this whole thing. Nope, no, I'm just saying. Nobody's going to come back to this podcast after watching this.
0: Uh, bad press is good press. Oh. No! <laughs>
1: even gonna argue that i just don't care anymore say whatever you want
0: (laughs) all right have a good night everybody peace (laughs)